you hear how it sounds Crisp. so much better? Yeah. That That's like deadened it. Blankets yeah. up everywhere. I gotta show you looking our we have Justin, our producer, in here's so like here, I'll get to do the camera here for all of our fans and friends. Oh, that's my ugly face. Sorry, are two of these sleeping bags? Hi Justin. I'll have to send you this video so you can put the thing. But look, there's yeah, for one sleep my kids for sleeping sure one bag sleeping bag. There, and then a blanket and then another lightning another blanket. Yeah, lightning and queen to help with our audio stuff. And Justin over there running everything. Well, hey, welcome to season four. Holy cow. Yeah, season four. What happened? Yeah. yeah. This is going to get released. We're going to be, this is, uh, welcome to 2021. This is it. This is when we start. This is 2021. So. If we actually made it that far. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we were. We're projecting. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, we're excited to be with you guys today. And we are actually going to take the next few hundred thousand weeks, probably. Um, and we're going to look at a book. We it's a slight exaggeration. Yeah, totally exaggeration. Slight. But it's going to be really fun because um, we just were talking about and thinking through what is the next season going to be about. And I was like, dude, I just want to talk through a book. I know it sounds so cheesy, but mm-hmm. I want to talk through a book. But not just like a book that gives us all the answers. We want to talk one that had a lot of like breath and just room to talk about things. Yeah. And we kind of talked about like, do we go through a book in the Bible? And it was like, is that too churchy? Yeah. And then the answer was yes. Yes. That's what uh, Sundays are for, right? <laughs> we were like, yeah, no. <laughs> um, and then I was like, well, what, what should we work through? Yeah. And I think it, it had kind of been stirring. I don't know if this particular book had been stirring, no. but this author for sure had been on my radar for the last couple of years. And so, like, yeah. did you know I almost named my son after this author? Did you know that right before you had a son, Aaron and I were like, you know, if we were to ever have a boy, we like the name Calvin. And then you had a son and named Calvin. Yep. Yeah, so we stole like, that from Yeah, him. exactly. But Calvin, no, they, I wanted to name him Clive originally. Okay. So C.S. Clive Staples Lewis, if you, if you don't know what book. You if you're piecing yet. this together, you, yeah. you wouldn't know because we haven't said it yet. Yeah, and a lot yeah. of people don't know his first name was Clive. Clive Staples, C.S. Lewis stands for mm-hmm. Clive Staples, and she's like, not going to happen. So then I convinced her Calvin, which was just after Calvin and Hobbes, but she thought... Sure. Like Calvin Coolidge or like John Calvin or like some other like Calvins. And I was like, yeah, just Calvin yeah, and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's probably the best Calvin to go with. So we're actually going to do the screw tape letters. Yes. Read by both of us and commentary by both of us. Yes. So if you are unfamiliar with this work, it is um, one of C.S. Lewis's earlier works. I, th- I believe this was kind of what launched him into kind of the, the one of his premier kind of Christian writings anyways, that kind of like um, brought him into that eye of things. So I, in some of the, I've, I've started doing like research uh, for other things that we'll kind of dive into a little bit as we talk through this. But um, if I remember right, this was one of his works that was kind of like one of his early ones that like caught people's attention mm-hmm. and kind of brought him into the spotlight as an author and as a Christian thinker and just someone who kind of thinks outside of the box and how that kind of out of the box thinking helps us understand the box more. Totally. Yeah. And it's funny, this is one of my favorites of C.S. Lewis and it's, I call it because it's like 30 chapters. That's why I said it's like a billion years long we're going to be doing these, Um, but it won't, it won't take us that long, but um, it's the perfect toilet reading. Because it's like, like the, you read a chapter, it's like five minutes. They're not really long. Um, and so our intention, which will, you'll see here that we're going to do the preface first in this first episode, just going to be the preface, and you'll get an idea of the feel of how the rest are going to go. And we may change it up halfway it through. It might change. I mean, um, if you know us, you know that we have not planned this out. And how it works the first week will 
may or may not be how yeah. it works the rest of the week. But so I, we'll see I, how that goes. I, and it will be really fun. I've already read through this book a few times over the years. It's been a while since I picked it up again, but reading it again has been oh so fun. So I've got my yeah. notes, and we're just going to have a lot of fun with it. So if you don't have the book, I highly recommend – Go get it. Go buy it on Amazon. I think they're super cheap. I had to buy it on Amazon. I have like a multi-book copy of like a compilation of of things all in one one book. Yeah. And I loaned that to my mother-in-law forever ago. Yeah. I didn't get it back. So I, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to buy it. So yeah. it was like seven bucks. Or so I have like that, the yeah. digital and the hard copy, but I don't... Skip this your coffee one day of the week. Buy the book. Yep. This is a super special hard copy. So I don't even write in this one because it's really cool. It's got a lot of really cool like art and stuff in it. But anyways, I'm a weirdo because I love those books. But um, so we're going to literally read it and then talk about it. So it's going to go and like as this. As we so, work through yeah, it, yeah. So this is, again commentary on C.S. Lewis. This is not our own work, so I don't know how that works with... I don't care if we're going to Any get, copyrights yeah, I mean, or... Yeah, doesn't I mean... Because this is what you call like a, uh, a parody. Yeah, we're parodying <laughs> yeah, it. It's, it's Ish. Parody. Yeah, Ish. Whatever gets yeah. us legal rights <clears throat> so to do what, what we want. Do. So this is uh, C.S. Lewis read by both Tim and Lenny and then our commentary. This is the preface and it's going to start like this. I have no intention of explaining how the correspondence, which I now offer to the public, fell into my hands. Okay, wait, stop. Already? Yes. Okay. (laughs) This is where I nerded out, okay? Because I'm... All right, I started the Screw Tape Letters years ago in... I I don't know how many chapters in I made it. Um, I don't have a lot of memory, but I've been rereading it, and I've... In just the first two chapters I've been rereading, I'm like, oh, that's everything I remember about it. So <laughs> this is probably all, I, all the distance I made it. Um, but <clears throat> when I finished my master's degree, which was a lot of reading like scientific journals and articles and like non nonfiction, those kind of things, the first thing I did when I finished my master's was I wanted to read something fun. And I'd never read through the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, so much fun. <clears throat> and so I went that's what I'm going to do. And so that kind of set me down this trajectory of like C.S. Lewis work, um, particularly particularly his fiction. So I finished Chronicles of Narnia and went, well, what next? And I started his uh, space trilogy, which a lot of people are not familiar with, that C.S. Lewis had written a space trilogy um, kind of following this character, Dr. Elwin Ransom, and he he goes to these different planets and there's, you know, three books in in the series. Um, and then I was like, well, that was great. What do I do now? And then I was like the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. So I've, I read through those. And when I finished those, I went, wait, wasn't there something that was mentioned in Lord of the Rings that I kind of remember reading about in one of the, um, space travel, space trilogy books. And so then I went down this rabbit hole and I, and I found that in the original handwritten, uh, preface for screw tape letters. Um, C.S. Lewis notes, like there's a footnote in the handwritten, in his like, kind of like one of like the handwritten one, uh-huh. the scribbling part, like, like the like note mm-hmm. that he sent out of, of what it was going to be about or whatever, um, that it was transcribed by Dr. Elwin Ransom. So he pulls it into the space trilogy universe. Okay. So the idea behind this is that one of the characters from the space trilogy actually came across this correspondence. Got it. And and transcribed it into um into English for us to read. So Got when he it. when he says here, I have no intention of explaining how the correspondence which I now offer uh to the public fell into my hands, 
he actually did have intention. Um, <laughs> and there's just this whole other, you know, like the Marvel stuff, like people yeah. geek out about Marvel or like Disney. The there's Easter like eggs, all of the little Easter eggs. tie egg. in all these things. Easter egg in the first sentence of the book. Done. Which was, it ties into his space trilogy. So what, I had to stop you right there and just bring that up. I just think it's the coolest. I love it because the depth and the thoughtfulness that he thinks through, it's not just this one thing that he wrote, that they, he really genuinely thinks through uh, from a higher level as he writes the nuances. Yes. And so there's so yep. much depth to every word that C.S. Lewis writes. It's He's very particular and very specific and very nuanced in every single dot, every single eye. Nothing is by accident when you read C.S. Lewis, mm-hmm. including the subnotes. Yes, right. Know? And so this even setup here in the preface is all tied into the entire storylines, plural, mm-hmm. of these correspondences that we're going to read through and comment on and talk about. And what's so cool. going to be and so we're going to keep going. We're ready to keep going? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I had to I put a little no, pin don't in that. Apologize. That's no, what I'm the not going to apologize. That's, That's kind of how this is going to feel. It. We think. We'll see. Yes, exactly. Right. There are two equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall about the devils. One is to disbelieve in their existence. The other is to believe and to feel an excessive and unhealthy interest in them. They themselves are equally pleased by both errors and hail a materialist or a magician with the same delight. The sort of script which is used in this book can be very easily obtained by anyone who has once learned the knack, but ill-disposed or excitable people who might make a bad use of it shall not learn it from me. Readers are advised to remember that the devil is a liar. I love that statement. It's yeah. just clear and concise and very simple. So he's kind of setting up this story, and it's this. we know this is all... Not kind real. of a work of fiction. It's yeah, total exactly. Fiction. Yeah. But what we're going to be able to pull out of it, though, and this is what our goal is, is these nuggets of truth that we can look at and kind of extrapolate and just kind of wrestle with in our own just like dilemmas that we deal with. Because I remember our very first is- season, we talked through uh, dichotomies, like mm-hmm. living in these tensions, living in the tension. We live in a tension. And so often we want to ignore tension and push it away because it's so difficult to live in those dichotomies. Mm-hmm. But I think that this dichotomy that he dealt with here is like they're t- equal and opposite errors into which our race can fall. And our race is talking about us as humans, mm-hmm. uh, about the devils. And he's talking about demons in the spiritual world. And so it's already setting up. And so I want to kind of set the tone right now is that the Bible is very clear and it's all throughout the entire narrative of the entire Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelation, that we both live in a physical and metaphysical world all yeah. at the same time, that yeah. there is this constant ongoing um, not just like accidental rubbing up with some kind of spiritual thing, but it, the spiritual manifests itself in a very physical presence mm-hmm. constantly throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. And we see that happening both externally, but also also like in people and not just influential with people, but also controlling people. We yes. see those interactions all throughout Scripture as well. Yeah. So this is setting up that tension of, hey, we live in a spiritual world, but the devils want you to think it doesn't exist. Uh-huh. Or they want you to buy in so much that exists that anything, any of your own decisions is not like you blame it on them. So Correct. like there's two different ends of the spectrum yeah. and they're equally happy with people that settle in either one of those camps, yeah. which is every, you know, I think about uh, the devil R- Ricky Bobby. It. Yeah. Or, you know, like foosball's devil, you know, like, <laughs> not Ricky Bobby. Freaking, is, uh, yeah. R- Bobby Boucher, Bobby, Bobby Boucher. Boucher. Foosball's yeah. devil, you know, and you're just like you're blaming devil. everything on the devil, you know, yeah. like, it's all the devil. Um, yeah. And then you have other people who are like, no, nah, none of that stuff actually exists. And I think, you know, just kind of that idea that um, 
we're there's kind of this good if if there can be people in either of those camps they're easy enough to yep. keep opposed enough to what's really going on that they're not going to really catch on well one i think is ignorance mm-hmm. which is extremely dangerous and the other one is being controlled by fear like i think yes. that there's this unhealthy where we're so entangled with the fear of this could happen and the bible's clear that god does not give us a spirit of fear right but a power and love Okay, and a sound mind. And so as we're reading through this, the sound mind tension that C.S. Lewis is bringing to us as readers are advised to remember that the devil is a liar. Mm-hmm. And he continues, he says this, not everything that Screwtape says, and you'll, be, you'll find out who Screwtape is later, so it's amazing, later, yeah. um, says should be assumed to be true even from his angle. Isn't that insane the way he says that? Like, think about those not words. Not everything Screwtape says should be assumed to be true even from his own angle. So even from Screwtape's perspective, because there is this like, again, I don't want to elevate um, a man's work to the level of scripture. Right. You know what I mean? And I think it's easy to do that, um, or we see that done in culture and in Christian culture, especially in some of those things. Yeah. And this is a, but that doesn't mean that people, men's work or people's work, right? Like humankind's work doesn't have a place to help us see ourselves in scripture and see or see scripture clearer and understand ourselves in light of yep. scripture. And so like, um, I, I just appreciate the way that he writes like, and the way he like worded, there's a saying that I, that I have that, mm-hmm. that the farthest thing from the truth is the closest thing to it. Yes. There's this sense where that even screw tape thinks what he's saying is true, but because he's so skewed by lies that their lies are actually that their truth they're are true actually to lies. Him. Correct. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It's so power. It's so amazing. So, and he goes on. I've made no attempt to identify any of the human beings mentioned in the letters. But I think it very unlikely that the portrayals, I'm sorry, I think it very unlikely that the portraits, say, of F.R. Spike and the patient's mother are wholly just. There is wishful thinking in hell as well as on earth. Mm, That's an interesting thought. Like our wishful thinking can cause us to believe things to be true that are not actually true. And that's true of us as humans, but it, you know, that he's kind of like shedding light into like, it may also be true of like demons, you know, like those kind of things. He says, oh yeah, did you have, No. I was just going to take a chapter or uh, we're going to popcorn read kind of back and forth a little bit, but I figured I'd, so in conclusion, I ought to add that no effort has been made to clear up the chronology of the letters. Number 17 appears to have been composed before rationing became serious. Um, and he's referring to the rationing in, I believe, World War II. World War and II. just kind of like, um, this is that's this kind of the era that that takes place yeah, during. In the, in the 40s, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mid-40s, yeah. Um, but in general, the diabolical method of, um, of dating seems to bear no relation to terrestrial time, and I have not attempted to reproduce it. So the history of the European war um, except in so far as it happens now, and then to impinge upon the spiritual condition of one human being was obviously of no interest to screw tape. So even though this is occurring during a certain era, it really like what's happening in history doesn't really seem to matter to, in this case, screw to screw tape as he's writing about strategies and he's writing about, um, kind of 
like guidance to his nephew on how to tempt and mess with his patient. Yeah. Well, and he's setting up chapter one right now. Yeah. So in chapter one, he's like warning, which we're going to get there next week. Yes. Um, warning, screw tape, about his methodology being too old. Mm-hmm. Because again, he's dealing with this, basically what he's saying is like culture is not relevant to this, that how we attack and get the human race away from our enemy. Mm-hmm. Dude, I love that word. It's just... Our enemy. It's flipped on its, its head, this capital, whole thing. It's so capital fun. E, when they talk about it, the enemy, which is just God. Right, like, because if amazing. a demon's talking about the enemy, yes, he's going to be talking about God. It's so cool. It's dude. so cool. It's this. such a flip on its yeah. head. Yeah, and so and C.S. Lewis here ends this preface here. C.S. Lewis, um, Magdalene College... 5th of July, 1941, which then leads us here into chapter one. So, Dude, if you've... Okay. I don't know how many things break the fourth wall. I think you get a little bit in Phineas and Ferb, like if we were keeping it kids friendly. Yeah. Um, but very much so like Deadpool. Yes. Like I love anything that breaks the fourth wall. I just think it's so fun. Did, did I tell and, like, my fourth kind wall of this, kick like... and start watching a bunch of movies that broke the fourth wall? Yes, yeah, yeah you were talking about that like yeah. uh, a couple weeks ago, I think. Yeah, we um, about movies. a couple months ago. Yeah, was yeah, it months? Was... I don't know, it all flies, yeah. but um, what is what time? Is time? Which, which no, is we were sitting about talking about Inception. What were we talking about? like? And then, I don't know, we went down the rabbit trail. Talk <laughs> I could have sworn it was it was closer in time than that. But, it might have been. Um, I just, I love that he writes himself into the book right yeah. here. Yeah. He's like, I'm a character in the book. I'm yeah. the author, but I'm also a character. Yeah. I just love it. It's so I, fun. One of my favorite books that breaks the fourth wall, get that, like, I think four layers deep, uh, is The Princess Bride. The actual book. book. Oh, yes. Like, so the author, whose name is on it, who sets up the whole story about writing it for his daughters, who's writing the story about the boy in bed with his dad reading it, none of those things are true. So that's three layers deep. Uh-huh, who's before he even gets story. into the actual story. <laughs> oh, that's and fun. So all of it is none of it's true. Anyway, so back to this. So chapter one is next week. Yes. So if you haven't gotten the book yet, go get it. We're going to do one to two-ish chapters every single week, and we're going to just have fun with it. I... I'm super excited to keep diving deeper into this because, um, again, this is one of my favorite of C.S. Lewis. Yeah. It is just super fun. It's funny. It's very practical. Um, it's very much will bring to light a lot of, I think, our cultural experiences, uh, advertising it deals with. It deals with fear. It deals with pan- like uh, uh, epidemic, like with wars that are going on, how the enemy uses that to twist those things to try and control and manipulate cultures. But it's done in a very fun, fluid, just... Just, and it's, it helps us think. So I, I'm yep. looking forward to doing this with you. So I think it's going to be an absolute blast. Yeah, so I'm way looking forward to it. So, so journey with us through Screw Tapes with uh, Lenny and I. Uh, every week, tune in. We're going to put this thing out every week and we'll enjoy it. Yes. Right on. So we'll yeah. see you guys. May God's grace and peace be with you. And we'll see you next time.